we'll go ahead and get right into it, if that's all right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's go in our Bibles to First Chronicles 12. I have my beautiful wife here, my grandbaby, and some more sons and daughter-in-laws here in the house of the Lord. So that's an honor. Amen. And uh, I want to thank Pastor Esteban and Sister Chella. Chella's like my niece in the faith, I think, something like that. Amen, somebody. But uh, uh, I want to thank them for being able to be here today. And uh, about three weeks already it's been since my, my son passed away. And um, the Lord has kept me still busy. Amen. Still going out and preaching. I think this is my third service that I preach ever since my son passed. And so how many know that no matter what goes on, we got to keep pressing on. Somebody say amen. Praise the Lord. And, and so it doesn't matter. Amen. Difficulty comes. You know, it's, it's by the grace of God that we continue. Amen. And uh, I want to thank God. Amen. March 25th. Uh, my wife and I have been married. Amen. 24 years. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that means we got married like when we were five. Amen. Because I'm like 29 right now. Amen, somebody. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, uh, but I thank God for a good uh, spouse, a God-selected spouse, amen, that's able to be by us, our sides. Not perfect, amen, but we are able to wrestle for the same thing. Uh, we wrestle for this vision, amen, that God has given to us. And we've been privileged in the last two years to go throughout the Bay Area and preach in a lot of the churches. And God is on the move in, in, in the Bay Area. Someone say amen. And uh, what, I, what I, I'm privileged to see is that, that there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of the greatness of God that Victory Outreach is still affecting cities. We're affecting the atmosphere. And, and that's my burden today as I preach is that we continue, that, that we don't get comfortable and that we continue uh, to build a supernatural army for God. Say amen. And I don't know how long Pastor Stevan and Chella have been here but I see that God has added. God has continued to be faithful to Victory Outreach Hayward, the heart of the base. So give God a big hand for that. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm trying to figure out your pulpit right now. Does my Bible go up here and my notes come down here? I got to get it together over here. Amen, somebody. Praise the Lord. I'm like saying, which way do I go? Anyway, First Chronicles 12, uh, the burden for me is that Victory Outreach would still have uh, committed Men and women of God say amen. And, and so I know that as years gone by, we've been about in the Bay Area about 30 years, Victory Outreach trailblazing in the Bay Area. But my prayer is that we'll shake up and shake out of that comfort and, and be able to do what God has called us to do and trailblaze us into the future of what God has for us. Somebody say amen. So First Chronicles chapter 12, I want to talk to you on the subject, fight like a Benjamite. Fight like a Benjamite. Amen. First Chronicles 12, starting in verse number one. These were the men who came to David at Ziklag. While he was banished from the presence of Saul, the son of Kish, they were among the warriors. Someone say warriors who helped him in battle. They were armed with bows and were able to shoot arrows or to sling stones right handed and left handed. They were kinsmen of Saul from the tribe of Benjamin. Amen. From the tribe of Benjamin. Turn to your neighbor and tell them it's important that we stay connected to the vision. Say, you are a part of that vision. 
And let us pray. Father, we thank you for the presence of God, the power of God that is in this place. And we pray that, Lord, you would touch the people of God, that we might be able to thrust, God, this ministry forward, God, into the future of everything you have for us. Because it is by faith that we do what we do. I pray that you would captivate the hearts of your people, get a hold of them, and connect them to what it is that you've designed and destined them to do. In Jesus' name, everyone together says amen and amen. Praise the Lord. It's important that you and I understand the vision that God has given unto our ministry. Um, I think about something that Pastor Steve, uh, someone mentioned one time years ago when he went to be with the Lord. You know, what was he known for? They said, what was he known for? And I know what I knew that he was known for, but they said something else that he was known for. And that was he was known for the titles of his messages that he made like a whole bunch of different titles for his messages. And so tonight I had to come with a title because I'm kind of under that legacy, right, that he came with some titles. But the thing that I knew about Pastor Steve, that he was a soul winner. He was a soul winner. Could somebody say amen? And, and that was the thing that stood out the most about him. And what I know is this, is that heroes are remembered but legends never die. Heroes are remembered, but legends never die. And Pastor Steve's legacy, it continues. It continues through not just his son, Pastor Stevan, but it continues through many of you that are here that God has called us to continue to affect our city, our families, our communities, and we need to get connected to what God wants to do through us. See, we have a destiny. We have a destiny to be a great people of God. But what happens on our way toward our destiny sometimes is that difficulty comes our way. And in the midst of difficulty, sometimes we shrink back. And some have shrunk back only to flirt with complacency and try to get comfortable and then realize that I'm in the wrong place. I need to get back to where I was when I was committed. I need to get back to where I was when I was allowing God to stretch me. See, it was better when God was stretching me. It was better when I was flowing with God rather than when I resisted God. Because when I resisted God, difficulty still became more difficult. So it's better than struggle with difficulty to get reacquainted back with determination and begin to fight for the destiny that God has for our lives. See, a leader's potential is determined by those closest to him. And right here, David is beginning to attract risk takers unto himself. See, David was an example in bravery, in mercy, in humility, and this qualified him to be a great king or even we would say a great leader for the nation. In other words, David at this time in his life, he's winning. David has become a winner because of the power of God that was upon his life. See, David was a God chaser. 
David spent time in the presence of God. And as David spent time in the presence of God, God manifested that time that David spent in his presence as success to all those who connected to him and unto his vision. See, God wants you and I to be successful. He wants Victory Outreach to grow and get better at doing what we do. We have to get skillful. Turn to your neighbor and tell him that. See, right here, David's fame is spreading. First Chronicles 14, 17 says that David's fame spread throughout every land, and the Lord made all the nations to fear him. See, what's happening here in the story is David is becoming successful because David is inquiring of God's will. He's seeking God, and God is taking control of David's thoughts, and God is being able to lead David as an instrument, as a vessel, so that Israel can become successful and not be crushed by their enemies. See, David is being led by God. And what God is using David to do is God is using David to create momentum for Israel so that Israel will be known as a winning nation rather than a losing nation, a growing nation, a united nation, a nation that is favored by God. See, David right here, he has momentum we could say, in his ministry. See, momentum happens when there's movement. And I prayed about this message and spent time on this message because I believe that God is using your leader to create movement. And movement is taking place because what God has done is God has begun to shift things from the heavenlies as a result of prayer. See, I want to say this. There was probably a time when somebody somewhere was counting Victory Outreach, Heart of the Bay, out. But see, they weren't paying attention to the prayers that were going to the heavenlies. That there were prayers for Victory Outreach Hayward where blood was shed and sacrifices were made so that a church that the gates of hell would not prevail against could be built in this city and we could continue to reach the inner city for God's honor and God's glory. Somebody got to give Jesus a big hand because a shift took place. The enemy came in. What the devil intended for evil God intended it for the good. God shifted things. God turned things around. That's what I love about serving God is God is a God that, man, when your back is against the wall, he's able to turn it around for his honor and his glory. Somebody say amen. A shift took place. And God began to raise up David to create movement. And then movement, there's when there's movement, the more movement is, say, mass. See, mass is what God is trying to use your leader to do. In other words, I got to get all the church to move. 
See, as all the church begin to move, where are all the cholas at tonight? Come on, somebody. I heard they had like 50 cholas in here the other night. Lord have mercy. Boy, I bet you the neighborhood was saying, man, where are the homegirls at? Let's go check it out. They said, man, we got to get off A Street and get on B Street. You see all them hyenas over there? My Maybelline, Maybelline. Remember the makeup, Maybelline? Y'all came in here. Come on, somebody. Payasa was in the house. Sad girl was in the house. Sad girl was in the house. I seen a couple of them. They still wearing this stuff. Come on, somebody. What are we trying to do? We're trying to create a movement. We're trying to get everybody to connect. See, we need these systems in place because we don't want just a little bit of people moving. We want everybody moving. Because if everybody's moving, then velocity takes place. Speed begins to happen. And God begins to move. And what they say is that when something's moving, it's, it's harder to stop it. Somebody say amen. So you need to be a part of the movement. Don't stay at home. Get connected. Hear the voice behind the voice. Let God begin to get a hold of you. Let him take you out of that place of comfort. Fight. Get back in where you need to be so that you can do God's will along with us. Come on, give the Lord a big hand today. See, David had men around him that not only did he cause them to excel, but they caused him to excel. See, to excel means to do extremely well. And I don't know about you, but ever since I came to Victory Outreach, I've been doing extremely well. God's been good to me. Somebody say amen. I've been married 24 years. I got a heck of kids worldwide. Someone say amen. Uh, I've been a licensed minister since 1990. I got married in 1990. Still looking good like a Christian should. Somebody say amen. I'm excelling. I'm doing extremely well. Somebody say amen. I'm succeeding because of Jesus. You're succeeding because of Jesus. See, verse 2 says that the men were armed with bows and they were able to shoot arrows or to sling stones right-handed and left-handed. They were kinsmen of Saul. They were from the tribe of Benjamin. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, where you from? I say, they were from the tribe of Benjamin. I think it's awesome because Pastor Stevon's like his dad. He shows up in cities with a bunch of people to just touch souls. Somebody say amen. And Pastor Steve showed up in Oakland, East 14th, 35th Avenue, about May or June of 1985. And I was walking down the street with my red liners on. That's jeans with the red lines, split on the side. Now I got on skinny jeans. It happened by accident. Don't laugh at me. You behave, Greg. This was an accident. I might not wear this outfit again. This might be Alpha and Omega, first and last. Somebody say amen. Man, I got dressed, and I was putting them on. I go, man, I go, babe, these are skinny jeans. She goes, no, they're not. And then I was in the bathroom flipping my hair to the side, doing something new, say amen. And I could see her in the mirror. 
looking at the bottom of my pants. I go, they're skinny jeans, huh? I looked at her. I don't even know how that happened. Say amen. I need to come to Cholo night. Say amen. <laughs> I need to go to Cholo night, come back, get the baggies on, drop them down, spit them on the side, scuff up the, the front of my shoes. Say amen. Anyway, he bumped into me on the street corner. Told me about you. He was the first preacher I ever lied to. Somebody say amen. I had a lot of people talk to me in San Francisco about Jesus. But when he talked to me, I told him, I'm going to church. My uncle's working with me. Come on, somebody. And I told him all this stuff. Pulled up his sleeve. He used to be a heroin addict. Many, many years, many years, many years. Pulled a heroin addict. Showed me his arms. Took his car. And that car I told Pastor Stevon last time I was here, it, it had a, a little cholo, a homeboy on there, with a ball and chain to his foot. And the ball said sin, and the chain was broken because of Jesus. And I got that card, and I looked at it. When I went home, I realized, I go, that's me. That's me. I need Jesus. He had the right bait. Come on, somebody. And the Holy Spirit began to deal with me. I went to court. I was getting back caught up, and the devil almost tried to lock me up. But because of God's plan, because someone came out and affected the atmosphere, See, it affected the atmosphere. I saw Christians, and it, I don't know, it was probably four or five of them, but it felt like 20 of them. I go, man, we're being invaded by Christians. I was tripping. I'm looking at him. I seen this guy. I don't know who it was. Could have been Andy. So I say amen. He, you know, he had a nice haircut, looking real clean, and he had a rose, and him and his girl were walking. He goes, see that guy right there? They just got engaged, and he had a rose. And I don't know, maybe he didn't really have a rose. Maybe I was just loaded. Say Amen. But they were walking down the street, you know, and they looked all happy. And then Pastor Steve was happy. And he goes, those people, they're over there. They're with me. And they all looked all happy. Somebody say amen. And what I saw, and I look back now, I said, you know what? God was using a group of men and women that were radical from Victory Outreach to come out into the city of Oakland and affect the atmosphere and begin to reach a soul that was lost and that was dying and on his way to hell. Somebody got to give the Lord a big hand of praise for that. Say amen. What was he doing? He was being skillful. He was working in his power spot. He was doing what he knew God had called him to do. Somebody say amen. It was a different day, different suit. The 70s suit, the big tie knot, he wasn't doing that no more. Somebody say amen. But he was out there. See, Ecclesiastes 10.10 says, if the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, come on, leaders, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. See, skill will bring success. And we need men and women in our ministry that begin to find their place and get skillful at doing what God has called us to do. See, we need leadership at all levels in this church. We need systems in this church that keep the church growing and building, that it doesn't go up and then go down. See, many churches go up and then they come back down because they don't have systems in place. And some of you here, you're part of that system. You're somebody that God wants to raise up so that there might be systems in the church that keep people. Systems are things we use to meet needs. Some are to educate people. Some are for healing. Different systems in the church. So as the church is going out and God is dealing with you and God is working with you to come out of that place maybe that you 
decided to go back and visit what it would be like to be complacent, God wants you to get back to being committed. Somebody say amen. Or staying committed. See? See, David, what he did to, to become the army, that supernatural army that God raised up, is he entrusted people. See, and in Victory Outreach, we're looking for men and women that we can entrust. See, as leaders, we need to model godly character. We need to model bravery, as David did, mercy and humility. See, David raised leaders. And the reason why he raised leaders, this is some leadership stuff, is that because he was relational. See, David accepted anybody. Some of you know about the cave of Abdullah where he worked with misfits, and those men became his mighty warriors. They became warriors of thousands and of hundreds and, and of, and of uh, uh, thousands and hundreds. Somebody say amen. The anointing's getting me excited. I'm trying to stay truthful. Say amen. See, David worked with anybody, and we need uh, to be a church that we know how to work with anybody, that nobody's categorized, but that we know how to accept somebody and that we know how to disciple somebody with the vision and the values of this ministry, that we're still committed, we're still radical, we still believe in being on the cutting edge, we still believe in discipling, we still believe in sacrifice, we still believe in giving. Somebody say amen. See, some of you know about this vision, but it's now, it's a matter of modeling that godliness and beginning to find somebody that you could instill it in. It might be one man. It might be one woman. But we need men and women that believe in this cause like never before and that we're dedicated to seeing our tent be enlarged to the left and to the right and that we're not going to hold back, but we're going to take our city for the glory of God. Somebody say amen. We need to take our city. We need to get even with the devil and recognize all the pain that he brought to us, all the distractions he brought, all the struggle he brought into our lives. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to be one of those men that gets even with the devil that it might have been a long time ago. He had me bound, but he hit me yesterday. He hit me last week. He hit me the week before that. And the only way I know that I can get back at him is to model godly character and be radical and be committed and dedicated to what God wants to do through my life. Somebody say amen. See, we got to stay stirred up. We, we got to be like the tribe of Benjamin. David was relational. Not only was he relational, but he was resourceful. Not only was he resourceful, but he rewarded his men. David shared the spoils with his men, and he encouraged them in battle. Somebody say amen. See, we need to be men that know how to be in the battle. We need to recognize what it is sometimes to struggle. Just because you struggle, struggle doesn't disqualify you. If anything, it qualifies you to help somebody else that's in the place where you once were. Somebody say amen. Jesus told Peter, the devil desires to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed when you stand, that when you, you fall, that you'll come back and you'll strengthen your brothers. See, it keeps us on level ground. Sometimes you got to be at a place of struggle just to stay level-headed and remember where you came from. 
See, God is not going to just let you win and win and win, and there's never a struggle. Some of you here today, you struggled to get here. You struggled last week. Move is taking place. All these different things are taking place, but there's still a struggle with inside of you because God is trying to get you to get a breakthrough through him, and then once you get a breakthrough, you'll have compassion for somebody else. It's compassion that thrives this ministry. We have to have compassion for the lost. We have to have compassion for one another. We have to have compassion for our leaders. We have to have compassion for those that are paying the price to enlarge the place of our tent. Somebody say amen. See, not only was David a rewarder of those who were in the battle with him, but David was respectable. He was respectable. David modeled a leadership style that others wanted to imitate. Somebody say amen. See, Saul, Saul, remember Saul? Saul was popular, but only for a season. See, David, he was anointed. See, there's a difference between being popular and being anointed. David was anointed. David had to be in God's presence. Not only did David have to be in God's presence, but he was a valiant man. In other words, David was bold and brave. We need men and women, come on somebody, that will be bold and brave for Jesus, that will believe in this cause, that victory outreach I was counting in three more years, it'll be 50 years that victory outreach has been in existence. 50 years. That's a half century, baby. That's a long time. A half a century of discipling. A half a century of mentoring. A half a century of reaching out to the lost. A half a century of bringing destiny, hope, and a future to those that did not have it. See, I wouldn't have had it if it wasn't for the ministry of Victory Outreach. I wouldn't have had it, you wouldn't have had it if there weren't bold and brave men and women that have laid down their lives for the glory of God. See, David also, not only was he bold and brave, but he was a man of war. And some of you have to learn to be men and women of war. That we have to learn to fight for what it is that God has for us. Say amen. See, I'm going to move a little quicker because I want to get to some good stuff in the end. Is that okay? Let me drink some Heart of the Bay water. They say it's good, amen? Mm. It is good. I feel braver already. Like they say in New York, it's in the water. David was a warrior at heart. I said David was a warrior at heart. And there's some of you tonight that don't realize it, but you are a warrior at heart. Many of you have paid the price and fought countless battles. And in the midst of fighting those battles, you never really realized that you were a warrior. But you are a warrior because you're here tonight. You are a warrior because all those things that the devil designed to throw you off and cause you to give up, you're still here. You're still pressing on. Come on, give the Lord a big hand today. You're a warrior. 
See, David was the leader of a supernatural army. What God is doing in our midst, it's supernatural. Say amen. Won't you stand with me tonight for a moment? And everybody look at Greg's new glasses. No, I'm just kidding. Now, what I want you to do this, this evening is I want you to switch places with the person next to you. Just switch places. See, what God has just done with you that you don't realize is that he shifted you. See, he shifted you. See, when God wants to do a work, he shifts. It starts in the heavenlies. There's something that is about to explode and take place with inside of your life where God just shifted it by the power and the anointing of his Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. Things just got shifted. You saw it, right? You shifted. That meant that God turned things around, that something is about to happen that you didn't think was going to happen, that nobody else saw it that was going to happen, but God just allowed you to see a manifestation of what a shift looks like. You're not where you used to be. Somebody say amen. Watch this, though. Check this out. Shift back to where you were. Shift back to where you were. And don't try to get more room than you had. Stay with the same amount of space. Watch this. Stay with me. When God shifts, someone say shift. See, when God shifts, when something happens in the heavenlies, you still look like you are where you were but you're not there no more. It just got shifted. And the destiny of Victory Outreach Hayward, of Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay, it has been shifted. God, it might look like, you might feel like, you might think like you're still where you were, but it got shifted. God is about to take you somewhere. It is about to start happening in your life. Come on, give God a big hand today. It just got shifted. Just like the kingdom got shifted, you can have your seat, from Saul to David. I'm closing. Just like it got shifted from Saul to David. Nobody would have imagined that that was going to take place. But it took place not down in the earth. It took place in the heavenlies first. See, how many would like to be the leader of a supernatural army like David? Let me have the musicians come. See, the way that God raised up David and Israel was through empowerment. See, it's empowerment that builds a ministry. And empowerment is something that the old victory outreach wasn't used to. They weren't into empowerment. Because to empower means to give your power to somebody else. The empowerment means, my man that preached better in five minutes than I took in 35, I got to share the power. Huh? I have to be able to say here, have some of the power, and if God moves more through you, that's okay because we're in it together. That's empowerment. That's empowerment. See, and you, you can go ahead, tickle, 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 empower. He's been empowered to tickle them ivories. I can't tickle them he can. Cleek, cleek, cleek. Betty Masterson used to tickle him. Let me close with some empowerment stuff. Because your heart needs to be ready for this. Some of you, you could be an effective leader. And the only reason why you possibly 
have failed or not reached your potential in your leadership is because you've been unfamiliar with what it is to empower. Sometimes we feel like we got to be in charge. We got to, all the success depends on us rather than the team that is empowered along with us. See? David empowered Benjamites. Now, we don't just want to empower anybody. Jesus didn't just empower anybody. Jesus was selective on who he worked with. They were a bunch of bums, but nonetheless, that's who he chose. Somebody say amen in the natural. But here, David empowered Benjamites. Look at this. Benjamites were men of reputation. See, a Benjamite is a ravishing wolf. It's somebody who's hungry. And I don't know if there's anybody here tonight that's hungry. Somebody that says, you know what? The devil has been hitting. The devil has been attacking ever since 9-11, ever since this, ever since that. Whatever it is that you want to say, you've been getting hit. And it doesn't seem like it's the same as it was. Well, just remember things just got shifted. God is about to open your eyes and begin to speak to your mind and to your heart and begin to order your steps toward what it is that he has planned out for your life. See, a Benjamite, he's hungry. He, it, it means literally a wolf that can tear. In other words, you get a hold of God's plan and God's destiny for your life. A Benjamite won't let it go. A Benjamite will fight and fight like a wolf, like an alpha wolf male, an alpha female wolf. I was reading a little bit about wolves. They travel in packs. Come on, somebody. But there's an alpha male. There's an alpha female, the parent. Then there's the siblings. And some of the siblings, the way that they find out who is going to be the leader out of the siblings, they start practicing at a young age to see who's the strongest of them all. But nonetheless, there's still one pack. Regardless of who may look stronger, we're still one pack. And together, we accomplish our task. Together, we're inseparable. Wolves are always family. If it's six of them, if it's eight of them, they're always a family. Nobody could get in and break up that family. Somebody say amen. That's a Benjamin. And that's what we're establishing here, I believe, in Victory Outreach Hayward. A pack of wolves, but in a good way, where we back each other up and we come under submission, under the leadership that God has placed before us, and we become a pack of wolves that are doing God's will and not letting our destiny get away from us, but ripping at it and holding on to it and not letting the devil come in and try to attack the weaker wolf, but yet us backing one another up. Somebody say amen. Check this out. In the morning, the wolf devours his prey. P-R-E-Y. See, he devours his prayer when? In the morning, his prey. And what, what we do... In order for the shift to take place, in order for all this to happen here, is we get into prayer when? In the morning. Because we devour our prey in the morning. We take Hayward in the spirit in the morning. We get an anointed men's ministry in the morning. 
We get an anointed troller movement. Come on, somebody, in the morning. Somebody was getting these thoughts. We said, we got to get mobile because we need everybody in order to do the things that God has called us to do. So we got to get the people used to moving by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. So they devour it. It all manifests through prayer. Then in the evening, check out, in the evening, the wolf divides the plunder, the blessings, the success with everybody else. So we, we devour our prey in prayer in the morning, and we divide the blessings in the evening. See, we're all going to win when we work together. Somebody say amen. See, Benjamites, they were aggressive. They were determined to be successful. They were the least of their clan. They were the smallest of the tribes. They were in the center right next to the river right there. And they were there in the center. If you look on the map, they were the smallest of all the tribes. Some even say they were small in stature. So in other words, being the smallest clan and possibly maybe being small in stature, there was something inside them that said, look, we're not going to be left out. We're not going to be left behind. We're not going to hinder what God wants to do. We're not going to get in the way of the destiny of one another. We are going to fight harder. We're going to work harder. We're going to press in. We're going to be more courageous. We're going to have more of a fight with inside of us to make sure that we are part of the solution. Somebody say amen. See, we need men and women that want to be a part of the solution. I want to be a part of making Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay a winning team. I need to let God get in my spirit so that I can help create a winning attitude within the church. Somebody say amen. See, where are the Benjamites of today? Where are those willing to fight for what God has for them? Where are those willing to fight as skillful fighters? I'm closing. Get ready. Those willing to gain ground. See, skillful fighters, they help gain ground. They help advance the ministry forward. They keep the team's morale up. High morale. Feels good to be Victory Outreach, part of the bay. See, your pastor was in prayer. He got a vision. He goes, I'm going to get some orange shirts. Come on, somebody. The brightest orange I can find. And I'm going to have everyone wearing them things with victory outreach heart of the bay or i love the heart of the bay or whatever it is because god was trying to use things like that to raise your morale and cause you to know who you are in christ jesus somebody say amen see these skillful leaders i'm closing i really am preachers close at least three times they were courageous and strong See, you can advance the ministry forward when you allow God to cause you to become courageous, but not just courageous, that you become strong. And then when you become courageous and strong, you can successfully win the battle through warfare. I can win warfare, the attacks of the enemy. Why? Because I've learned to be strong and I've learned to be courageous. I've learned to not shrink back. I've learned to know that God is sovereign and God is always in control. Somebody say amen. See, the Benjamite tribes, they were known to be warriors. Let me give you five people that were part of the Benjamite tribe. Say amen. Ehud, number one, was a famous judge. He was a Benjamite. 
Saul, Saul's son, Jonathan, David's back-to-back partner was a Benjamite. Mordecai, the priest, he was a Benjamite. Esther, saved for such a time as this, a woman, she was a Benjamite. She was a Benjamite that was set apart for the purposes of God Almighty. Saul of Tarsus, he was a Benjamite. These same men, these same women, they, they shared the same DNA that there was a fight with inside of them that no matter what, come hell or high water, they would not give up, they would not shrink back, but they would press in and begin to do God's will together because they were empowered with the anointing of the Holy Spirit to gain ground and take territory. Somebody say amen. Victory Outreach, we need men and women that want to take territory, that want to take lands for Jesus by faith, 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 taking land for Jesus. By faith. By faith. 1990, my wife and I went to Richmond, California. Five years later, we went to New York. 18 years later, we're back. By faith. Guess what? We want to take another church. We want to take another city. We have a lot of experience, but we're willing to learn more. We want to learn more. We want to learn church growth concepts, church growth principles. We want to have a church growth mindset that says, man, she could help us. He could help us. They got talent. They got gifts. They could be a part of it. We just got to mentor. We just got to empower. We just got to believe in people and advance this ministry into the future of what God Almighty has for us. Somebody say amen. Stand with us today. Where are the Benjamites? Where are the Benjamites? Where are the men and the women that will take serious the call of God? When my wife and I left from Richmond, California, I went there when I was 25. We left when I was 28 years old. I believe that God had put it in our heart to model that we were willing to sacrifice 28 years ago and we're still willing to sacrifice today by faith, by faith, by faith because we believe in what God has called us to do. Somebody say amen. And what we want more than anything is just to be God's humble servants. Just to be instruments that sometimes we feel tired. Come on somebody. I saw Greg go upstairs. He came down tired. I thought he needed mouth to mouth. I said, where's Debbie? Where's Debbie? Find Debbie. Get Debbie. I'm not doing that. Amen, somebody. I got on tight jeans as it is. Lord have mercy. We're not going to go out like that. Say amen. I'll sacrifice, but not that way. Brother got to keep his testimony. Say amen. He might die right here if we don't find Debbie. Say amen. Because it ain't going to happen. Amen, somebody. But think about it. I, I hope, you know, I'm a preacher, teacher, but I hope that somebody here feels the challenge to lay down your life. Let God's anointing come. And let God open your mind. And let God order your steps. 
and let God once again shift you toward learning how to be a team player. Not in charge, but a team player that helps advance God's kingdom. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for everything that is happening here at Victory Outreach, Heart of the Bay. And God, I pray that, Lord, you would speak and you would touch people, God. That, Lord, you would do miracles, that breakthroughs would happen. And God, I know there's some that are suffering, some that are going through different things. And maybe they don't feel part of the movement. God, I pray you bring them in. Begin to stir them up, God. Begin to bring them at this altar. Begin to touch their lives as the worship team plays. If the Lord spoke, shall we either come? There is power. Come on, Benjamites. We need some Benjamites in the heart of the man.